Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Pod save the queen! Hello, welcome back to Pod Save the Queen. I'm your host, Anne Gripper, and we are here in Mental Health Awareness Week. Uh, so we're going to have a mental health focused episode, but we will, of course, also be talking about what's been happening a week after the arrival of little baby Archie, as we now know who he is called. Um, thank you very much to Dan Jackson, our lovely producer, for stitching everything together last week when the late breaking baby news came in moments after we had finished recording. So... <laughs> Thanks for that, Sussex family. Um, I'm joined by two friends here today. Uh, our regular, our regular colleague on Pod Save the Queen, Russell Myers, hello, royal editor at the Daily Mirror, and uh, making her Pod Save the Queen debut in a big week is uh, Gemma Sherlock, who has just this week launched um, the No Really I'm Fine mental health podcast yes hello exciting to be here yeah, b- busy week yes busy week but so, always time for podcasts <laughs> oh, yes. thank you thank you for joining us and um yeah we're looking forward to hearing your perspective on an area which the royals have i think made a, a really big difference in over the last over the last few years um but first let's talk about what's been going on over the last week since we first saw the, the family of three. I know, Sussex yeah. is appearing. They have, yeah. They've had a really busy week. Um, so we had baby uh, Archie come into the world and we saw, uh, we had our first glimpse at him a couple of days later, which was at uh, Windsor Castle. Um, Harry and Meghan and, uh, and baby Archie was sort of, uh, which, which, Unfortunately, they had planned. If you've, uh, most people have seen the the footage by now, but they had planned to have it outside. But the typical British weather put um, put the mockers on it, and so they had to do it in uh, in uh, the the St George's Hall, which is next uh, next door to where they were married. It was a very it was a very gr- grand way for him it to was, make his entrance. Yeah, it was it very was. nice. It was lovely, and. Um, the name caught everybody by surprise. I think mm. it's fair Definitely, to say. Yeah. Love the name. We've been speaking about you know how many millions have been bet on the bookies' names, and I think that was only, I think there was well, there's something like ten people put their money on Archie with one of the bookmakers. With yeah. one of the bookmakers, yeah. but one woman won eighteen thousand pounds, which is about what twenty five thousand wow. dollars. 
uh, on a on a small bet. So I think Archie was was way out there at some oh. some bookmakers hundred to one. Some of well, them. well, well done that woman. And if yeah. you are listening to this podcast, then do get in touch because we would love to have you on and work out hear the story oh God, of yeah. how yeah. you That'd managed to predict phenomenal. that it was Archie. Give us your tips. Yes, <laughs> yeah, give us all your tips. <laughs> definitely, ne- your crystal next, ball. Next royal babies, better than the psychic cat to definitely. me. Well, uh, psychic asparagus cat got it that wrong. we had along the way. Psychic <laughs> cat for the first time. <laughs> oh no, a psychic cat on the, some of the, the daytime TV shows and. The, and it's never been wrong. And it was. It, it predicted it, a girl, did it? It predicted a girl, yeah. which is why I, I was putting all my faith in, all my eggs in one basket with psychic cat. Never so trust I, the psychic cats. Clearly not. the moral of this story. Um, so we saw Harry and Meghan and Archie. And then the very next day, you were off to The Hague with Harry. So yes. there's no... There's it's no been a really busy... And, and people did expect him to have, you know, a couple of d- weeks paternity leave. I know sort of some people say, well, he's not doing a nine to five job, but he has been pretty busy, especially with why we were at The Hague, which is in the Netherlands. It's one of uh, the... It will, it will be the host city for the 2020 uh, Invictus Games so again it's Harry's other baby that's exactly why he did want to go and he didn't want to let people down and that picture of Harry with the baby grow the Invictus Games baby grow yeah, is was utterly cool. adorable yeah it was nice it was a really nice um, it's the nice part of the world you know the Netherlands is really chilled out and it's really so we met some really nice people there and um, it just worked out perfectly so obviously she had the baby uh, Megan had the baby on Monday Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday was sort of big photo reveal, and then he was um, he was over in the Hague for a few hours, um, as was I. And then we saw him again yesterday in up in Oxford, yep. meeting. At, you know, it's it's always nice when you see Harry with young people. He met some young patients at a hospital, and yeah, uh, so another long-standing engagement at uh, the Oxford Children's Hospital, and there was another disability sports centre. So you know, two things that we've really seen him get involved with is uh, he's fantastic with children. And also um, disability in sport and, and sort of pushing that envelope all the time. And uh, yeah, it was a, it, I mean, that was a pretty packed day yesterday. And then Baby Archie had some special visitors. So we um, we we know that um, William and Kate were were visiting Baby Archie for the first time yesterday. Oh, so it's been William. a packed, packed week for them. And um Harry, we we found out at the weekend it was reported that Harry had been changing the nappies. Good. Yes, I know. Well He's been very hands on. Well, yeah. that's. I mean, to be fair, I think if you're not changing the nappies now in what got, what year are we in? 2019. Absolutely. Then absolutely, that's not okay. I know. No. Yeah, you got to be getting up, guys. So do what you can to help. I mean, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, he's, we, we, we saw the reports about him being all really hands on. And well, we, the thing that came out yesterday was him saying that, um, you know, he can't imagine his life without him now. So I suppose he, you know, he does seem very smitten. And why wouldn't he be? I mean, he's, he's had a, a grinning like a Cheshire cat for the last few days. And oh. he, he did seem, he seems very, very, very happy, which, of course, why wouldn't he be? Utterly besotted. It was lovely. And um, last Sunday, in the US and in fact many other countries as well, New Zealand and, and various places, although not in the UK. We celebrated Mother's Day in mid-March. I was going to say, because I always get these wrong and I have to rely on my sisters about when to, you know, <laughs> texting his <laughs> <laughs> birthdays. I don't get any of them right. So why, why do we celebrate it differently? Um, so ours is actually Mothering Sunday. Right. Um, forgive me I if I get this wrong. Russ here, probably I on know, the spot. Yeah, so my understanding of where Mothering Sunday originally came from is that that would be the day in the year that the staff 
if you were in like a, a Downton Abbey style right. situation, would have the day off and be allowed to go home and see their mums. Right. And they, you know, the the the, the, the aristocrats would have to fend for themselves. See, I always thought it was like a religious thing, so just just shows what I know. Yeah, well, I, th- I think it saying. is connected Very to Easter though somehow because it's not right. always on the I same was weekend. Say, yeah, why? Yeah, and I still don't know why Easter falls on different. Someone said it's to do with That's the moon. That's to do with the moon. But this might be another podcast I mean, entirely. So <laughs> we, sorry, need, we, need the, we need the psychic tangent. <laughs> we need the psychic <laughs> cat. So I, I think that that is why Mothering Sunday is. I might look it up again afterwards. And if, yeah. if need be, we'll correct we'll, ourselves. We'll correct ourselves, yeah. Through the magic yeah. of editing. But A quick update on Mothering Sunday. So here is the official version. And I really wasn't too far off. The only additional thing is that it's actually about being able to visit your mother church as well as your actual mother because it involved going back to the church where you were baptised um, and and going to the church service there. Uh, so it is connected to Easter. It falls on the fourth Sunday in Lent, exactly three weeks before Easter Day. And it was the day when um, the sort of the staff would be able to go home and and get the family together. And often, rather than Christmas, where they would have duties with their, with their sort of household, um, it, for, for people who worked as staff, then it was often the day that their, their entire families could get together. So there we go. That is where Mothering Sunday comes from. Like why we were talking about Mother's Day. Why why we, we there, was, there was a reason yes. for it. There is always a reason. Um, so... Obviously, the all-powerful Instagram account at Sussex Royal um, posted a lovely picture, which I'm assuming is a composite photo image Mm. of um, what appears to be, you know, what we assume is Megan's hands sort of cradling baby Archie's feet with a little sign of the the lovely blanket that he was wrapped up Mm. in against the background of of forget-me-nots. And it had a lovely message with it saying... Uh, paying tribute to all mothers today, past, present, mothers to be, and those lost but forever remembered. We honour and celebrate each and every one of you. And there was also a really lovely poem with it um, from a poet which I've not come across before. Oh, there! Yeah, this this quote, which was in part of the post, was a um, a quote by a poet called uh, Nahira Wahid. I've got the pronunciation right, but she's absolutely amazing. I checked her out on Instagram and she does a lot of uh, inspirational quotes. And Yeah, I actually follow her on Instagram. I've been ah, following her fantastic. for a while. Oh, you so were ahead of the game. She just posts really like, nice inspirational short quotes. So one recently that she's done is, there are feelings you haven't felt yet. Give them time. They are almost here. And I just feel like if you're going through a bit of a struggle with mental health at the moment, Things like that are, are things that you do want Absolutely, to read yeah. and want to. Yeah, I've I've, I've gone change. back through them all actually, it's an, and the actual quote was from Lands, one of her um, poems, which was just "My mother was my first country, the first place I ever lived," and I thought that was really sweet. It was like, it was really nice, sort of all succinct post, and you know, and it's, it does that thing that poetry kind of uh, is one of the things for me that poetry is meant to do, which is make you think about something kind of normal and mundane, but in a different way and it's just like oh that's a magical way of putting it it makes you feel less alone as well if someone's writing those words and they resonate with you then it makes you feel less alone really yeah um so that is interesting that she's you know kind of um has that inspirational mental health side because it's almost like everything is tied in together in this in this post because you've got got the nod to diana through Mm -hmm. the forget-me-nots and the sort of more overt um more overt tribute and then the, the poet as well but through Diana really is how William and Harry have talked about coming 
their experience of mental health essentially is through grief and childhood grief um which they didn't necessarily deal with at the time i mean harry's spoken very frankly about not really dealing about dealing with it for for 20 years and um they since they launched they launched heads together in 2016 so three years three years that campaign's been running since we first saw Harry and yeah. um, Harry and Kate and William yes. in those bright blue headbands, <laughs> sort of <laughs> larking about, but with you know what with what was actually a really important message. Um, so when they when they started out, uh, they talked about you know Prince Harry, Prince William will target young men at risk for suicide. Kate will focus on childhood mental health. Prince Harry will help military members and veterans cope with the mental health challenges. I mean, I think it's fair to say that it's gone far beyond far beyond what, what they were they imagined. imagined. I think, you know, especially with Harry's um, strides with mental fitness and the and the Invictus Games. I mean, that's a global phenomenon now. And then you've got, you know, William, um, who is doing loads of things this year. It seems. I mean, there was uh, the launch of uh, Give Us a Shout during the week. Um, I was at uh, something today. Actually, I was at the I was at the FA, which is the Football Association in the UK, which um, William is president of, and he's launched another new um project with try to try and get people to talk about mental health and all about n- not being sort of macho within the the game of football um you know the 11 million people that they're trying to reach who play the game every week and it's um it seems like it's another really really good project and I, and and uh, Kate I mean she's she's definitely developing this um uh, this passion for, for for children and mental health, and we're seeing her. You know, she's perhaps been a bit slower off the mark in terms of what she's doing, but um, I think that's you know she's she's definitely tentatively making the steps. She is. You can understand it taking her slightly longer to find her feet because she's sure. not born in. She's Absolutely, not been born into yeah. that role. She's had kind of a stop and start, having babies, coming back, and and when she started out, public speaking wasn't probably wasn't something that she lo- appeared deeply comfortable with, but she has really you know sort of grown into that I went to a I think she has because I went I went to it was a um a mental health uh conference I think it was maybe back in like January February but that was the the first first time that she'd she I thought she'd come on really leaps and bounds so she's definitely getting a lot better and becoming a bit more comfortable Uh, in her own skin she's kind of familiar with and yeah can, can speak with some kind of Authority, Authority yeah, definitely. And I think you know, at the end of the day, the boys have, you know, they went through the trauma, so it's easy for them to ex- exper- talk about personal experiences. And you know, so and maybe she doesn't feel that she's at that yet. But the more people you speak to, the more you learn about differing situations. And she's definitely, um, um, it, that, that that's the path she's she's going along, and um, I think she's doing all right. I mean, when they set out launching heads together, kind of Prince William sign off in the video. I think it was let's get our heads together and change the conversation on mental health I mean do you Gemma do you feel like they've done that yeah I mean I remember when they first talked about it and first you know opened up about their experiences and I just feel like because they're so high profile you almost growing up you almost feel like the royals are uh like people that aren't touched by human emotion because they're so they're so up there but I feel like it just made them very human and it made for someone like me feel it we all we're all normal but it made me feel a bit more normal to know that harry and william were going through these traumatic events really and it it just it's something that you can identify with them a lot more and you know you realize that they're just they're just people at the end of the day because it was kind of that um, extraordinary interview that harry did i mean he's probably spoken in the most depth and the most personally about it in a 
on a podcast yeah up, which we have mentioned on this mm. on this before Bryony gordon mm. um who did the interview for the telegraph's mental health podcast when she was when she was launching their um when the, she was launching their show and obviously you know led to massive interviews and pages and paper yeah. and uh, you know followed up everywhere because he spoke in such a a deeply personal way. He was only 12 when his mum died. He said he didn't start addressing it until he was 28 after feeling on the verge of punching someone. He talked about you know, kind of taking up boxing as a more healthy way of dealing with that and and talked about seeing a counsellor as well, like f- seeking professional help. Um, he said it was after two years of total chaos um, and that it was, and talked about how much it had helped mm. to see a professional person and mm. seek help. And it, it is something that, you know, traditionally... I mean, maybe maybe the soprano has helped with it as well. You've got Tony Soprano there, you know, most most weeks talking to his his therapist. But and again, it probably actually is also different in the states. I think there's probably more of a, a therapy and counselling culture there yeah. than there has traditionally been in the UK. But can you remember when that sort of Prince Harry interview came out and like what? what your reaction was like were you surprised by it or like how it how it came over I wasn't I wasn't surprised because I think that mental health affects everyone um anyone and everyone it just at some point in their lives and I feel like um it was upsetting for me for Harry because I felt like he almost couldn't talk about it until a certain point I don't um or you know being so young when it happened he probably didn't understand what was going on and sometimes it just takes a lot of courage and a lot of understanding to know that there is a problem and that you do need help so I just found it very inspirational that he was holding his hands up at that time and saying look I, w- I went to go and get help because for me when you have a mental health problem sometimes you feel like a failure and you feel like there's something wrong with you and you, you don't feel like you don't feel normal at all so knowing that someone like Prince Harry went to go and seek professional help it make I feel like it makes ordinary people feel like that's okay as well. So What's your kind of personal experience or what, where were you at in your personal experience when Harry was, you know, sort of a couple of years ago when Harry was talking about things? Well, I've suffered with anxiety since I was little, but obviously when you're little, you don't know what, what it is. I mean, I was, I was bullied um, a lot at, at school and um, a few years ago, basically, I moved out of my parents' house for the first time. I had a job in Lancaster. I was on my own and that was about the time that Prince Harry sort of came out about it all but I was going through a lot of panic attack disorder and a lot of um a lot of stress and a lot of grief um as well because I lost a family member to suicide so um that was quite a hard time for me so to hear Prince Harry talking about Diana and how it affected him it sort of made me feel like I wasn't alone so yeah that's how it helped really okay and um Obviously, you've chosen to to get involved, much like Harry has. Really, yeah. of, of I've you know I I've needed help with my mental health. There are other people out there like me. I want to do something yeah. to help. Is that kind of where you've come from with your with your podcast? Yeah, I feel like um, I'm I'm a lot better now in my recovery, um, and I I found that by talking to other people about their own experiences, it sort of selfishly helped me as well, and I just felt like it was sort of a two-way street I helped them they helped me and I just wanted to I wanted to speak to more people to find out their stories so like because every every aspect of mental health is different it's not just depression it's not just anxiety it's 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 OCD it's PTSD it's it's agoraphobia it's all sorts of things so um it's it's 
nice isn't probably the wrong way, but it's it's comforting in a way that loads of people have different different um what's the word? Different stories. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors. And I just feel like it's okay to talk about those things because it's real life. Not everyone's like a Stepford wife or happy all the time because that's not life really. Have you seen have you well, seen things again, change? I was just saying yeah, I mean he was just even even in today and you know, sometimes um, it is the, the same sort of message, but um, you, you know, Harry, uh, William was saying today we would, and I'm, I'm just looking at the the copy that we put up online earlier. But he, you know, one of his quotes today that he was giving this speech, he was saying we wouldn't think twice to ask a mate about how he was doing with a broken arm or a broken ankle. We wouldn't, you know, hesitate to talk about our routine at the gym, being all macho and stuff. So, and it's just about breaking down those barriers. And I really do honestly think that they are doing that. I mean, I saw the huge work um, that Harry's done when you speak to uh, competitors at Invictus Games and how they, some of them, you know, hadn't left the house in years. You know, mm. they've, they've had huge trauma, whether that was actually in the battlefield or at home when they've come back from serving um, for, for, you know, a multitude of reasons. Um to you know how children are dealing with trauma like they did or or indeed um you know looking at, at children um and and up to men and women who play football every week so um i think by launching these initiatives they, they are making a, a massive massive difference definitely and obviously like in some ways they're already pretty much the biggest names that you could get involved with something like this. Definitely. But at the same time, because they're involved, they then have this huge pulling power of being able to bring other people in. I mean, let's face it, you know, football in the UK or you know, soccer, soccer, as some <laughs> of our some of our listeners may may prefer to call it. But it, you know, it is a huge part of society and culture, and it you know it is a hugely macho area. Although over the last year, that's that has, well, you know it what? has it's, it's starting to change there are there are some players who've had is, relatively public issues with uh -huh. their mental health um and talked about it to varying yeah, degrees and i don't actually. think that would have happened a couple of years ago and especially so we were saying that to head together was 2016 mm. right i think with even within those two and a half three years the the landscape has changed immeasurably because even Prince William said himself that when they created Heads Together, they really struggled to get celebrity endorsement about it and um, for people to get involved. Now, I you know that's unfathomable now because you think well, if there was a big project with Kate, William, and Harry, like everybody's wants to be involved in it because they know they've got you know the Midas touch in terms of getting people involved to knowing what the messages are to having the experience. But when they didn't and they were trying to get this thing off the ground, people were really sort of mm. quite nervous about it. And I think that's even society's aspect, isn't it? That I mean, you, you must have found that. Um, your, your journey in terms of being able to do the podcast and you know, mm. whether that's a personal thing. Well, are you finding it easier to talk about now than you did two or three years ago? Yeah, because you sort of almost feel ashamed when you first realise you, you there's something wrong, maybe. But um, yeah, no, I, f I just I just find it easy to just say, yeah, I've got chronic anxiety and depression, and I sort of said, I sort of say to myself, well, it's it's up to that person if they can't deal with that. It's as long as I'm comfortable. Mm -hmm. and, and what about in the workplace? Though? I think is it is it is I th you know, we we are taught to speak about our mental health now. We have sort of mental health first aiders even in the company that we work yeah. in. And I would say, you know, from a layman's perspective, just in the last couple of years, that that's come on leaps and bounds. So you know, that can only be a good thing of yeah. making it a national conversation. And going back to the point. Like you said earlier, I feel like more men are talking about it now as well, which is a good thing because I feel like for ages 
there's been like this this theme that men should be macho and men should be tough and and, and stiff upper lip and all that nonsense but since harry and and Will, it is a nonsense yeah, totally right, yeah yeah and since harry and, and william you know spoke about their experience i feel like it's sort of led more men to be open about their own feelings and they don't always have to put on a brave face and be the strong man you know yeah, men men cry just as much as women and you know when you're getting sports stars who are you know have a on the face of it they're earning millions of pounds every week they play from play in front of thousands of people um, and then they're talking about their mental health as well. I think that's re- that's a really important aspect of it, and mm. that's what I think that um, you know the, the three of them have been able to to bring out into the open. I think um, I think this is something that we talked about in the past in relation to heads together. That sometimes it might even have been the celebrities' agents who were sort of advising them. You know, don't go out and talk about your mental yeah. health. It's it that's there a sign of witness kind of, yeah, because you know, and you are it. a top sportsman who are you know operating on the the you know, the top the 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 highest level and if you don't have that mental aspect then you could sign yourself out of you know millions of pounds worth of endorsement deals potentially but um it's frustrating when people say oh it's a sign of weakness to talk about mental health well i think it's a sign of strength to know that someone's gone through that and come out the other side so why wouldn't you want to talk about that so yeah we talked about the kind of the, the change in in the conversation there's been a huge change in the pulling power as well so from not being able to get people signed up when they did their mental health minute recording um earlier this week so it was broadcast on 300 radio stations simultaneously effectively with a message of, you know stop and listen no really listen that was kind of the key message from it um how's this for a lineup alicia dixon singer and talent show judge katie perry big time that is, you know, Raw. halftime Super Bowl. I mean, if you don't you know, like that song, Queen of Pop. Um, Jamila Jamil, who's who's done a lot in the the mental health space in the UK, um, and I think was one of the Instagram accounts that is being followed by Sussex Royal this month um, as, as their kind of like mental health takeover. Um, Stephen Fry, um, beloved uh, actor, comedian, and national treasure, but dogged by dogged by depression and has spoken about his his struggles publicly over various stages partly because it has been you know so public and uh, his but he is he is one of the most powerful voices mm. probably before the royal family actually that we've had on he's, mental he's, health in the he's country probably in the same bracket of terms of national treasure isn't he I mean, he's just an absolute statesman for, for for mental health now and and for culture in in the uk um and prince william mm-hmm. so that's not i mean that's not a bad lineup for a minute of Mental health. Listen, this is important. Yeah. So that's that's that. Um, we talked about the uh, Instagram takeover that the Sussexes did. Um, Zoe Forsey, who's not with us this week, but she has kindly um, spoken to a couple of um, of those organisations uh, who the Sussexes have been promoting this month. So um, we're going to hear two clips now. Um, one is from. Annie Belasco from Pandas. They are an organisation that deal with um, pre and post, so the pre and postnatal depression advice and support. Which, if you bustle it up a bit, comes to comes to Pandas. So, uh, mental health in the lead up to birth, and then in the year after it for both parents and and kind of the the family setup overall. And then also um, from Dave Smithson at Anxiety UK talking about. The work that they do so have a listen to those just now and then we'll be we'll be back to continue the discussion afterwards hello annie and welcome to pod save the queen thank you very much for joining us how are you today i'm good thank you 
Good, well, thank you very much for having, agreeing to have a quick chat with us. Um, and so first off, can you start by just telling a little bit, us a little bit more about the Pandas Foundation, please? Yes, so we are Pandas Foundation pre- and postnatal depression and anxiety support services. We're a charity that work nationwide um, and we have a small management team run by volunteers. We offer four types of support to people, parents and their networks who are struggling with their perinatal mental health from um, conception through to birth and beyond. We offer a helpline service, an email service, social media motivation and encouragement and also our group support services. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Um, so you guys were obviously selected as one of Harry and Meghan's kind of Instagram 16 organisations um, for mental health. Was this something you knew about or was it a bit of a surprise? It was a complete surprise. We have a fabulous social media team and we saw that one of our posts, which had been designed by someone else who doesn't work for Pandas, that we promoted was then um, put up on the uh, the Sussex Royal Instagram site. We were really excited to be acknowledged as an important charity because we are. We are the only specialist charity that supports parents and their networks who are struggling with their perinatal mental health. So it was delightful to receive that news. I can imagine. It must have been a very exciting day in the office. What was it like when you kind of all found out? Everyone was just overjoyed. It, you know, everyone likes a bit of royal treatment, but it kind of really um, put the rubber stamp on the importance and how worthy our charity is. And everyone felt very proud and very motivated and energised and happy, really happy about it. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. And so what does this hopefully mean for your charity? We're really hoping, first and foremost, that any service users, i.e. parents that um, are feeling anxious or worried or depressed during, beyond or whenever during the maternal and paternal journey, are made more aware of our services and that there is support out there and that they're not alone in their own journey and that they can reach out to us and we will support them. We hope to reach as many people as possible but we really do need more exposure for our charity we have no nhs funding or grants or anything like that so we rely on donations to keep going so we're very lucky that we have supported so many service users over the past few years where a huge amount of them come back and then raise money for us to help us continue to support people oh fantastic and so what has the reaction been like since obviously megan and harry um, you know, highlighted the work that you do. I imagine there's been lots of lots of new likes on Instagram. Is that right, or ha- what's it been like? Yeah, I mean, our reach has gone up uh, phenomenally. Um, we have a pandas chat hour on a Sunday, which is a safe community place for our service users to discuss different topics within perinatal mental health, for example, anxiety. Um, and we had a significant increase um, last Sunday. So really really excited and really pleased that actually perinatal mental health isn't stigmatized as much as it was before we are very inclusive in our approach around perinatal mental health so we consider both parents and their networks we don't just talk about mum or dad 
we, he, there are so many different scenarios in a home for raising a child and they're all really challenging. So we're, we're really pleased that we've had the recognition for our charity and the amazing work that our volunteers do. And obviously last week was very exciting for Meghan and Harry as they uh, welcomed baby Archie into the world. Um, obviously mental health is something that's very important to both of them anyway and something Harry in particular has spoken about a lot in the past. But I guess having that new parental side as well really fits with what you're, you guys are doing. So you, it must put that extra meaning behind them promoting you. Is that right? Definitely. I think after when a baby is born, there's a, a sudden kind of rush for everyone to go and meet the baby and have a selfie with the baby. And the mother sometimes gets left behind in that. There's a lot of focus on the physical symptoms of the mother and how well the baby's um, sleeping and feeding. But actually, we do acknowledge first and foremost the mental health of the mother and the father and whoever else is supporting or not um, raising the baby. So we really do hope that with this attention around pandas and the royals and the wonderful news of the royal baby that there is equal attention to the mental well-being of the parents as, as opposed to just the physical. Brilliant. And if anyone wants to find out a bit more about pandas, what's the best way to, to learn more about what you guys do? So to find out about pandas, you can go onto our website, which is www.pandasfoundation.org.uk. From there, you can go into a drop-down list of all the groups that are available in the UK. We also have our helpline number on the website and our email support number on the website. And then you can follow us at Pandas Foundation, and that's the tag for all of our social media challenge, um, channels, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Hello, Dave. Welcome to Pod Save the Queen. Thank you very much for joining us. How are you today? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Thank you for inviting me to, to join you today. Yes, yeah, so it's a very exciting time for you guys. So first off, tell me a little bit more about Anxiety UK, please. Okay, so we're, um, we're a user-led charity, user-led organisation run by people with their own lived experience of anxiety, stress or anxiety-based depression, which are the principal conditions that we, we support people with. Um, we're supported by a high-profile um, panel of clinical advisors and we... We exist to support and uh, help people living with anxiety, stress and anxiety-based depression, providing information, support uh, and an extensive range of services that they can access from traditional talking therapy to traditional acupuncture, um, mindfulness support through the Headspace app that they get as part of their membership. Um, So, And we also have an online therapy service which people can hook up with a therapist and speak to somebody online the very same day. So you could could book an appointment and speak to a therapist this evening, for example. We're also developing more services for helping people with their diet. And we know that there's a great link between nutrition and anxiety. So we're always looking to develop new services that help people manage their anxiety and live with it in a a way that it doesn't impart an impact on their day-to-day functionality. Okay, fantastic. And obviously in the last week or so, since Meghan and Harry included you on their kind of Instagram list of organisations, what's the reaction been like? It was amazing. Um, we, 
we've I've just sort of had a look before we started our chat today, and we've almost doubled our number of followers on Instagram. And we oh, wow, yeah, yeah, in a week. So it's it's. I mean, we are quite active on social media per se, more often on Twitter than Instagram. Um, but I think we what we've certainly done internally and in Mental Health Awareness Week on the horizon, we are. Uh, making sure that we've got more infographics ready to 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 blast out there on our Instagram page next week. Um, we're looking to uh, build on that, but um, Twitter has been the main social media channel that we've used. But as I say, Instagram has has, has, has doubled in the number of followers since that we were very delighted to hear we were one of the lucky sixteen. Oh, that's fantastic! So, how did you guys find out? I actually read a tweet from one of the other sixteen that had been oh, um, really? <laughs> followed. Who, who one of our one of our regular followers who who is a big supporter of ours locally retweeted it and made a mention of the fantastic to see that you're on the list. So are the great Anxiety UK. So we got tagged in a in a tweet that drew my attention to it. I thought, what's this all about? And I started looking. When I looked at our Instagram page and saw we'd gone up something like. 1,200 followers in a couple of hours. I was like, what's going on? And then I drilled down and worked out what had happened. And, um, you know, absolutely delighted. and It's a great honour. Um, and endorses the work that we do, I think, in, 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 quite clearly. And um, we're really grateful for that. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. So, obviously, we talk about getting more followers and things like that. But what are you hoping this means for the charity in the long run? I think it, 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 it fits nicely with what the work that... that both Harry, Megan, uh, and, and William and Kate have been doing in terms of raising awareness of the whole subject. I mean, there's still, you know, the work they've done, the work Time to Change has done, and, and, and others, charities like ourselves and uh, other charities out there, is to help break down that stigma, to encourage people to feel comfortable. And, you know, it's okay not to be okay, is, is a phrase we hear a lot these days. And it's true, it's, it is okay not to be okay. And in the same way as we're not embarrassed about our physical health, why should we be embarrassed about our mental well-being? You know, we'll have good days and bad days, um, the way we feel mentally as well as we, we feel physically. So you know, nobody would be embarrassed if they you know, went out for a run at the weekend and tripped over and sprained their ankle. They, they wouldn't sort of come into work sheepishly on a Monday morning and not tell anybody. Why should we be embarrassed about our mental well-being not being 100% on the particular day? So reducing that stigma, I think, is a really important thing. And we've we've done a lot of that collectively as charities and other individual high-profile people over the last few years. But there's still a long way to go before people feel really comfortable about talking to even just their nearest and dearest about their, their, their mental well-being, let alone talking to their boss or a stranger. So we need to help eliminate that stigma. And I think this is this is ongoing piece of work and this this will play nicely into that definitely and obviously harry and william in particular have both spoken very openly about mental health in the past and with megan and kate getting involved too with their heads together initiative and you know this is just another example of that isn't it do you think their work is having a positive effect in terms of you know breaking down that without a doubt i think you know they they are so such high profile members of the royal family aren't they i mean they they, they, they're, they're great um, ambassadors for, for, for that particular topic and for, for addressing the whole problems around people talking about their mental health and, and getting that help and support that they, that they need. And I think the work they've done is, is, is credit to them. And, and, and you know, for, for people like ourselves here at Anxiety UK and the other 
multitude of, of, of charities working in this sector. It's, it's, it's fantastic what they're doing because it's helping us all reach out to more people, give people the help and support that they need and give them the, the hope for the, you know, that they can live and manage these conditions that they're living with and, and continue to have normal everyday lives because it's far more common than we appreciate, isn't it? You know, there's a lot of us out there from time to time will not feel well mentally and our mental health will need some help and support some guidance, you know, what what we can do, how we can look after ourselves and, and improve our mental well-being is is, is important. And um, you know, there's lots of little things we can do. As I mentioned, diet a minute ago, um, you know, eating healthily, a healthy, balanced diet is important. Getting exercise is important. Just generally taking care of yourself, looking after yourself. It's not all about necessarily having talking therapy or, or, or medication. That may be part of the solution for some individuals, but there's lots of simple things we can do ourselves to, to keep ourselves mentally well. Okay, fantastic. So if anyone wants to find out any more about the work that you guys do, what's the best way to, for them to do that? Sure. So we, we can be contacted through our website, uh, anxietyuk.org.uk, um, our national helpline, which is available Monday to Friday, 9.30 to 5.30, is 0344. 775-774. We also have a live chat service on our website during working hours, a, a text message that people can contact us on um, outside of working hours and we'll get back to them within one working day. And a um, email support, so support at anxietyuk.org.uk. And again, we aim to answer all emails within 24 hours, one working day. Um, so there's lots of ways people can contact us and, and, and get some information about how they could help manage their anxiety. We can signpost them to self-help groups maybe in their area. We can help them get access to talking therapy if they're, if they're struggling to find a therapist in their area or if they want to access therapy online. So there's, there's lots of ways that people can contact us and get support information. We've got lots of self-help books available on our, on our website that they can um, they can access. There's some, some simple guides that they can download as PDFs from the, from the website instantaneously. Things, little tips about how to manage a panic attack and things like that. So lots of information and advice on our website that they can access quite quickly and easily. So Gemma, anxiety, you've you've obviously got personal experience with. Um, for people like me and Russell, mm -hmm. what can we do to help people like you? Or what would you what would you need from us if we were people that were in your life every every day rather than just every now and then for recording a podcast? Yeah, um, so... With my anxiety, I have panic attacks quite a lot. Um, and obviously everyone experiences, well, for those of you who don't know, panic attack can be um, a state of complete panic where your body is completely frozen and you feel like you can't breathe. So for me, I feel like I can't breathe. I feel like I've got a big lump in my chest. I shake, I sweat, and I feel like something impending, impending doom is about to happen. For me, I've had several panic attacks in the newsroom. So... Um, People around me need to know that that's what's going on and they need to literally shift me into a quiet area. Coming down here today on the tube, I was nearly going to have a panic attack and I can feel feel it coming on. But as I say, I've been battling with them for years so I can sort of go into a mindset where I know what to do. I just need to sit, breathe and think this is this is not real in a way. It's going to be over, you're going to be fine and then carry on. Um, so that's one strand of anxiety. Um Another strand that I have with anxiety is overthinking. So 
especially in our career, you may get a lot of positive feedback about a certain story you do, but then you'll always focus on that one negative comment. And for other people, they might think, oh, whatever. But I'll go home and take that negative comment and I won't be able to stop thinking about it to the point where I won't be able to sleep. And I will then have a panic attack about that negative comment and then I'll go into work the next day tired. I'll feel like I'll failure. I'll feel like I don't believe anyone that if if someone says something that's positive about me, I don't believe them. And it's just that low, low, dark thought that spirals into low self-esteem and then ultimately depression. So for me, that's where chronic anxiety leads to depression. Um, So that's that's when I'm having a bad stage. But um, I go to therapy. I do CBT. I do a lot of yoga. So it's it's sort of about learning about what helps you and 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 knowing what the triggers are so as I say this all started for me about properly about six years ago I feel like I've always had it after speaking to therapists but um I sort of know how to deal with it now okay if that all that makes sense yeah (laughs) and is it I mean apart from when you're kind of going through a, a panic episode where if it's helpful to move you to somewhere quiet where you can have the space to deal with it like day to day is it better to just like leave you alone assume assume that you're fine and everything's okay and not not to fuss you essentially or is it helpful if you so if people have friends who've got mental health issues is it helpful to have people just sort of check in on like a low a low level basis or is it does it very much vary from person to person I think everyone's different um everyone experiences mental illness differently but for me when I'm having a panic attack I need someone there with me um at least one person to hold my hand because I just feel literally hold my hand um because you you feel like you're gonna die and you need that sense of reality because if I was on my own having a panic attack that would be the worst thing and I have had them to the point where I my first one I almost dialed 999 because I thought I was having a heart attack so I need that because that pe- whoever that person is who's with me, they're they're the reality. They're the grip on reality, and I need to focus on them, and that helps me get out of the panic. It's great to hear that you kind of found your found your um, ways to start to be able to cope with it, and yeah. then talks about um, having the podcast that would be helpful. What kind of issues have been have you been tackling in the in that so far? Um, so this week, let me let me figure out what day we're on. Yes, so we're on our fourth episode tomorrow. So so far, we've talked about body positivity because it's mental health awareness week this week and we've partnered up with mental health foundation and this year's theme is all about body image so we've talked a lot about how that comes across in social media things like that we've also spoken to the lovely matt haig as well for those of you who don't know me he's a, a best-selling author he's wrote reasons to stay alive and notes on a nervous planet so we had a nice chat with him today on on, on his experiences so there's lots coming up um so it, it's very exciting to just hear everyone's different stories and we always try and end it on a positive note um you know we don't want people listening in thinking oh gonna be drained for about an hour <laughs> but, um, no we're, we're dealing with heavy themes but we want it to ma- we want to make it as positive as we can so that's the No Really I'm Fine podcast, yes. which you can find on all of your favourite podcast providers. And you are also on Twitter. What's the podcast handle? It's I'm Fine Podcast underscore. And you're on Twitter at, at Gemma Sherlock 2. Okay, so we wish you all the very best with the podcast. Thank yeah, and thanks super, for coming to talk super. to us yeah, about that. Thank you. Um, what well, on the royal front? Yes. Back to our week to week bread and butter. 
uh, what do we have to look forward to? Uh, what do we have to look forward to? Well, we've got um, Harry and Meghan's first wedding anniversary. Oh, unbelievable. Unbel- can't I mean, believe it. Can you believe yeah. I can't. I mean, yeah. it's been a year. It's been a year of fun. Where did you watch it, Gemma? Did you watch w- it? Watched it at home. Watched it on TV. Yeah. 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 Did you get dressed, dressed up? Nah, I'm up in pyjamas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Comfort of being home. Uh, yeah, it's been a year. Unbelievable. And uh, so that's on uh, Sunday. Also, another important anniversary, yeah. which is which is a year since Russell <laughs> took over the royal yeah. beat from our, our great friend I Victoria know. Murphy. Who would have thought? Yeah, and we've so been, you know, still here a year later. So. Yep. So and many more to come, I'm sure. So congratulations Thanks on your anniversary. Yeah, yeah, it is an, an unofficial anniversary. Uh, but on Saturday as well, um, Lady Gabriella Windsor is uh, the daughter of the Prince and Princess Michael of Kent. She is getting married at St. George's Chapel in Windsor. So uh, some members of the royal family are going. I don't think Harry and Meghan are going to take the short pop over to uh, to the chapel, even though they're just around the corner. Maybe go to the party afterwards, drop Maybe. in, have a, have a glass drop of in, piss, say not? hi, and then uh, And Prince William, who didn't get to go to the FA Cup final, which is, a, you know, a big deal. It's like the World Series, basically. It's like the end, end of season showpiece. Yes, yeah, yeah. NBA finals, that sort of is against two big teams in England. He didn't get to go last year because it was Harry and Meghan's wedding. And as we spoke about earlier, he's the president of the Football Association, but... He's going to get to go this year, so and present the trophy and present the big trophy. So yeah. that's exciting. And um, in fact, the the heads up campaign that they launched today, yes. the football related one, that's going to run all through all through next season yes. and next year's cup final is going yeah. to be kind of dedicated or, or focused around that. Yeah. So that is, you know, that. So there's a, a year a year of this project, which is you know just announced today, but it's going to be a year um, in the making. So yeah, it's going to be it's going to be pretty good to see what they come up with. Uh, I wonder whether Lady Gabriella wins is having that debate that various other brides and grooms are having. So the Champions League final, which is possibly if, the top if two teams in Europe that's the big the and this year it is two English, English teams. teams yes so that's a massive deal and uh, you're from from uh, the northwest mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. Liverpool are uh, have reached the Champions League final mm-hmm. are you a red I am indeed I okay. am super reds so Gemma's got a big sort of excited smile <laughs> on her yeah. face. Mainly because my, my partner's an Evertonian, so he's blue. So it's, <laughs> oh it's, it's nice rivalry it's, in the house. sweet. <laughs> so yeah, so Liverpool are in the final against Tottenham. Tottenham Hotspur from North London. So there's, yeah, and there's been a lot of debate about it. There's been some brides who have got the... Uh, Got where we were getting married on Saturday and a big debate about whether they were going to let their... Yeah, so this is in a couple of weeks' time. The guys fans. watching them. And vice versa. There are some cases where it may be the bride who wishes yes, to have... Yes, of course. Yes. Have <laughs> the, which have which the William did have to... You know, he, we was talking about, you know, the fact that men struggle to talk about their mental health. And I think that the, even though the campaign is focused on, um, you know, me- macho men playing sport for, you know, not talking about their mental health, the, the, it is all inclusive about women and boys and girls and as it's well. The, yeah, it's the Women's World Cup coming up. So there's quite a lot of the female players Definitely, also yeah. featured in that. And, w- and England in, in the free Women's World Cup have got a massive chance of winning it. So they're going to really try and capitalise on that as well. So the, and it's, again, again, one of the messages was if we can instill these values into children then you know it will help not only them but the people around them in later life and they've, they've kind of made that connection of you know you can think you've got everything 
sort of glory is just there and it might all be taken away from you or your opportunity to take part in it or anything and like the that. parallels that between of, you know winning and losing in sport and that can happen to you in an instant in life as well so massive sort of changes and and finally on football, uh, Prince William's team, Aston Villa. Aston Villa, yeah. Shout have, out to William's team. Who have made it through to Wembley for not the biggest match of the year, but possibly the richest because yes. they could go from the, 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 second, the second division into, into the, the first division. So, so he was very excited about that today. He, he said he watched the game because the game went to a penalty shootout. Oh, we and they were very lucky to have won. So he said, he said today that he was watching it. So Did he say whether he was hoping to go to Wembley? Uh, well, I imagine he's trying to get a hot ticket, you know. you know, you, you got to be more than the Prince of... Uh, president, prince of the, president of the you, FA, you be President of the FA. Though. Well, he's Prince William, <laughs> yeah, so he's one, more yeah. than Prince William. He's President of the FA. So anyway, lots of lots of things to yes. look out for. Lots to look out for. Not just sport. not just football. The uh, Another podcast for everybody to subscribe to. No, really, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we wish you all the very best Thank with you. that, yeah. Gemma. Thank, Thank you for, for joining us today. It's been lovely me. to talk to you. Um, we are in the usual places. And also now, thank you to everybody who has followed us on our new Instagram account, Podsave. Russell yes. was updating it I know, I, from I, I the I am Hague. trying. I, you know, it, it, it does take up a little bit of time, but we are trying to... Uh, to, you know, to get it off the ground so give us a follow and what is it what's the handle Podsave Podsave yeah, our so new Podsave the Queen Instagram page I was doing a few Instagram videos which I've learned how to do for the first time wow. so do you know and it's a brave new world out there all over the Insta stories I'm, that's exactly what I was doing so Queen emoji going on well, there's so many I tell you so yeah basically so me and Amber and Russ have been yep. posting on there if it's like from Royal Engagements, it's probably Russell. Yeah. If it's about the clothes... It might be from me, you it never mi- know. I mean, it might be from Russell, <laughs> only if he declares that it's coloured teal. Oh, and you will be able to see a picture of all of us on the on the Podsave Instagram account. So you yeah. can... Um, so give us a follow, give, tell all your friends. Do your fashion verdict on Russell. He's very, very dashing <laughs> um, in dark, dark blue. Dark blue today, yeah. Dark I've blue. I've even got a not sports t- jacket. Not teal, dark blue. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and oh, and if it, if there's random stuff on there, that's probably me when I bump into uh, I bump into friends of the podcast in the station. Or oh, like, shout out to like Danielle like, today because I saw her today at the, the mental health thing, and she said that she'd seen you on the station. So anyway, so beware if you see <laughs> Anne in public. Yeah, she'll probably grab you for a selfie, and it'll end up on social. Equally, media. should you ever see? So I listen to the West Wing Weekly podcast. This is the longest outro we have ever done. But I, I listen to the West Wing Weekly podcast, and they have a, a T-shirt where there's like the signal, and if you see somebody else with a West ah. Wing pin, you have to. You kind of have to do the signal. I mean, I don't know what the signal is for the royals, but, you know, in all seriousness, if you do happen to recognise me in real life or or around or are at a royal event where you think Russell might be there, do let us know and and say hi. Um, Anyway, right. Enough. We probably need to retire and have a (laughs) nice cup of tea now. But um, thanks to everyone for joining us. Thanks for listening. And until next time. Pod save the queen. 